Since the dawn of recorded history, we have seen rulers rise, rule, and get overthrown. About a foot. A foot, yeah. A few of them to come to mind. Harold II, William II, King John, lots of kings. But over the weekend, in the NASCAR Xfinity and Cup Series, just slightly different than running a country, we saw two more kings get overthrown. Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott. They had significantly less power than the other kings, but... Yes, they had significantly less power. Now, maybe if Chase Elliott was, per se, Richard the Lionheart, maybe he would have been able to do that. And maybe if Kyle Larson was Alexander the Great. Does that mean that we're going to get an ERB with NASCAR drivers? That'd be kind of that'd be kind of dope. That would be kind of cool. Dale Earnhardt versus Dale Earnhardt Jr. You could do a three, three-way ERB with... Dale Earnhardt, Petty, Jimmy Johnson, Johnson yeah. Petty. That'd be pretty dope. David Pearson comes in and wrecks the whole thing. Ooh. Uh, David Pearson, Jeff Gordon, and I don't know. Who was Dale? Okay, G- now it's getting crowded. <laughs> who, who was Jimmy Johnson's biggest rival? I mean. I'm going to be honest. I think Jeff Gordon was battling him yeah. most of the time. I think that was his I guess so. biggest competitor there. I mean, you could make a case from like Tony Stewart. Yeah. Well, we're going, ain't we? We're going. Welcome back to Right Sides Only, the world's worst NASCAR podcast. I'm Turnpike. I'm Green. Today we're going to be running over all of the fun things that happened at, over the weekend at Road America. We kind of America. talked about it a minute ago, but we had some uh, big dogs get dogged by smaller dogs. You are just that one for words no that you're doing that great today. No sense. You're doing uh, great. Getting dogged, I mean, I think if you're getting beat, that's what it means. Okay. And they got beat. Like, I'm going to beat you after the show's over. That's how bad they got beat. I'm scared. Good. Awesome. All right. So, let's go ahead and let's start with everything that happened in the Xfinity Series race. And by that, I mean there was like... Nothing exciting happened. Two things that happened. Noah Gregson was pretty bold. I say bold. He let his anger get the best of him in like a moment's notice. He could have waited a little bit. He did, and I think we've talked about. I mean, we've talked about on the show before. He's a guy that's uh, real quick to anger. Yeah, he boils up pretty pretty bad. Now let me say this: Sage Karam is a menace to society. I think Sage was originally <laughs> in the wrong, and I I know that I was gonna get. I thought that you would be drilling me for this this week because I'm all pro, you know, bumping people out of the way, you know, moving whatever. Um, but I think with anything. I respect and do things in try in some sort of moderation. Like Okay, so wait a minute. Moderation. Moder- is that does that not sound familiar? Now, like didn't I now, say that I don't want I'm it to happen every week? I'm making a point here. And then I'm you not made talking fun about I'm not talking about the act of retaliation. I'm talking about how you went about doing that. Okay. There's two different types of re- retaliation. There's you bumped into me, I'm gonna I'm gonna drive you up the track here. A different kind of retaliation that's, I'm going to wreck you on top of this blind straightaway, and no one's going to be able to stop. <laughs> yeah, that We're was kind of dumb. total 30 cars. Like, there's, I think those are two completely different things that you cannot class in the same thing. Yeah, and I you mean- take it, it too far. Like, if any, you look at just the two corners before the wreck, Sage Karam is just all over the oh place. Oh, yeah, he had Noah. it coming. He had he, it coming. He needed it. He came down on Noah in the first turn that I saw there. And then literally pushed him into the dirt on the next turn. So 
It's yeah. one of those things. I'm all for Noah Gregson getting back at him. That was not how the play. Yeah, how he did it. Yeah. One, he wrecked himself. What's the first thing you're supposed to learn when racing stock uh, cars? How to, how to wreck somebody without wrecking yourself. Exactly. And he didn't learn that. Nope. I mean, that was a really bad look. And like we mentioned, Sage Karam had it coming. Oh, absolutely. He had it coming. Absolutely. But now, with Noah doing what he did, no one's talking about how Sage Karam had it coming. No. They're talking about what Noah did. Yeah. So Noah went from being in the place of being in the right and trying to police to immediately being way wrong and being the problem. Yeah. I heard that there's a possibility of penalties being levied. That's also, I think me and you have talked about this. You're kind of pro-penalizing people for egregious stuff. I'm kind of pro-not penalizing people. Here's my thought, is I do not want to see Noah Gragson get penalized by NASCAR. But I would not bat an eye if every week somebody took a, a different turn to DNF Noah. I mean, like that's that. I'm more akin. I'm more akin to that than actually coming down from a. How would you feel about like just a a couple thousand dollars fine? I Something mean, that in the grand just, scheme of things is not. That's just a piss in the face at that point. Because so if was that. If you're, if you're going to no, if you're going to penalize them, it's a slap on the wrist is just an insult to everybody that was. But involved in here's the thing: how do you? How do the other Xfinity owners feel who had a good payday coming because they were making it through the entire race? Until Noah pulled that move. I mean, of course they're going to feel bad, but I think giving him a slap on the wrist is going to just make that even worse. No. Yes. If anything, you're at least setting the precedent of saying, hey, you did this. It's kind of like when they say, don't bring that back on something. Don't do that again. This is your quote unquote warning. It's written. It is formalized. Yeah, I mean, that's that's fine if there's something like being like, this is your official... We're watching you closely, thing. And you know, I'm I'm slowly moving to the point where trucks, especially Xfinity, maybe there needs to be more governing. Cup Series, I don't want it because yeah. Cup Series is the top. But if you are, you have not earned your place here. You do not have your main following. While I know there are big drivers in those series, you have not made it to the top. While you haven't made it to the top, you got to play by everybody's rules and you gotta chill out instead of wrecking everybody's equipment. Once you're in Cup series, you can go fight it out. Figure it out pretty quick. But as far as Xfinity and Cup, uh there needs to be something done 'cause or Xfinity and trucks, my bad. Trucks especially. I would not be against NASCAR taking a bigger role in those series. I'm just worried about as we've talked on the show many times, NASCAR's inability to make consistent calls. Yeah. Or judgment calls. Now, it's one of those things that's like, if me and you are running and I intentionally, you know, dump you or whatever in the truck series and it's like, hey, you go to the back end of the longest line. Yeah. But that's pretty clear cut, obvious that like, oh yeah, I just wrecked that guy. And that's one of the reasons why I am focusing on monetary. Because here's the deal. It hits. You can either find the driver, but here's what I like better. Find the team. Because then, instead of, oh, it's okay, I can pay for that, you have your team owner going, hey, you're costing me money. You're going to fix this, or you're not going to have a seat. I mean, you could say the same thing about him costing you money if he wrecks your car every week. Yeah. So 
I mean, are they? But gonna, now he's got a wrecked race car and a five thousand dollar fine. I mean, five thousand dollars. I don't think, in the grand scheme of things, to somebody like a junior motorsports would be a big deal. But well, yeah, but it would be a big deal to a Jordan Anderson to racing an underfunded team that's already struggling. Timmy Hill racing. So a slight penalty like that might destroy their whole season. The intimidator. The intimidator, baby. Don't I put just, idiots in your cars. Yeah, I, Make I, I, it I a agree. precedent that these are serious series. These are the top three levels in stock car racing. And when you go out there and you act like an idiot every week, it makes our sport look bad. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that, of course. I think that the the barrier for entry needs to be a little higher, personally. Yeah. Now, I, I know this sounds this sounds crazy because I always harp on you know, the Formula One ladder. But the thing is, the people that get in, let's say F3 as being equivalent to trucks, is they still have to go through regional formula, Formula Renault. There's all these other things they have to go through to get the super license points or whatever that's needed to compete. So you know that they have a understanding of, you know, how to wheel a race car. Now, the flip side on this is I think Formula One's ladder system is much healthier right now. Oh, absolutely. Especially right now. They have a lot. Of, I mean, I showed you that one race. I think that was Formula Regional, and it was at Paul Ricard, and they had like 43 entries Yeah, for a, for like that race. You know, and of course not everyone's going to make it, but the more people that you have trying to get into it that are able to get into it, the better talent you can get out of it. And for those who do not know, how what tier... Is Formula Regional. Formula Regional's like tier four or five. Yeah. I mean. How many ARCA cars have we had at some of the races recently? This is my thought process. The ARCA series, the entire ladder, it needs to be redone. It needs help. And here's here's my thought process. Do a, obviously, tier one cup, tier two Xfinity, tier three trucks. Tier four, you have a ARCA National Series, kind of like what we do, late models. Super lates, mm-hmm. limiteds, whatever you want to do. Let's say super lates for the purpose. And then you have um, different divisions. Like you have the Northeast. You've got the Carolinas are usually a pretty big division in themselves. You can do Carolinas, Southeast. You have those divisions. If you finish in the top five in any of those regional divisions in points, you can then go to the ARCA National. Because there are enough late models in this country that that will get big. Especially if NASCAR funds it. I mean, you could you could make the argument that the Cars Tours Division Four. Yeah, ex- I mean, that's exactly what I mean. I mean, is that's fair. well, it'd be in my opinion, Cars would be like Division Five because it's a regional thing. Well, I think Cars Tours better racing and better talents than ARCA currently. Well, yeah, I know, but to me, they would be racing the same cars in four and five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I'm just saying, yeah. yeah, the way Cars Tour, it's in the Carolinas and Virginia and. It's a local-ish series. Well, here's a, a big difference I think would make a big difference. Is yeah, Hear me out. I'm kind of going to go down a hole. A lot of times, especially especially in, in NASCAR, in the Cup Series or whatever, you have sponsors for drivers. Up until recently, you know, Eminem's was, was with Kyle Busch. You Smithfield, have, Eric Amarola. You have Smithfield with Eric Amarola. You have Napa with Chase Elliott. Every time Napa goes any, like Chase Elliott goes anywhere, Napa goes with him. Yeah. So, what a lot of times goes in open wheel racing is the sponsors are not individual driver sponsors; they're team sponsors. So, let's say me and you start. I start a open wheel team. 
and you start a cup team or whatever, or let's say a ARCA team, whatever. So when we're going out and finding sponsors, it's usually kind of different. Now, open wheel guys do bring their own sponsorship, but they bring their own sponsorship to the team as a whole. Yeah. The sponsorship goes on both cars. The the stock car thing is, well, I don't have the funds to make to, to get a ride. Yeah. I just don't have the funds. In open wheel, it's more of a thing for some series. Now, of course, not everything works perfectly, but it's like, hey, you're talented. We have sponsors. We can put you in a car. Yeah. You can come with nothing and we can put you in a car now. Of course, some people do bring sponsorship with them and that really helps. Yeah. But a lot of times it's like you are too talented. We're going to put you in a car whether you have the funds to bring or not. You know, and I think that's a big difference. That's what I'm more pro about with somebody like Hendrick going Xfinity racing is with hendrickcars.com, they don't need to bring their own sponsorship is you can give chances to people that deserve it and not chances to people that have the funding for it. Yeah. No, I that would fix I think a lot of problems. Well, and like I said, a big thing with the late model thing, it would save a lot of money. Of course. We have a um friend of ours who recently did an ARCA race. I don't know if he was able to do his second one. I I wasn't able to follow up with that. He's been doing late models for years. Awesome guy. Doing great. It took him forever to get into ARCA because of funding. They missed a race that they were wanting to go to. It's just the funding there. If you have a late model there and that's your ARCA, that opens the door to where all the drivers who are awesome can run in there. And even if you have some who want to stay there, kind of like I've said, there's staples in each series, Matt Crafton in the trucks. You had Elliot Sadler in Xfinity. Yep. If you have Bubba Pollard racing every week in the Tier 4 NASCAR late model series, that's awesome because, one, it gives more light to those guys, but, two, all of these newcomers have to finish in the top five or top ten in points with those guys um, to even have a chance to go into trucks. Yep. That's my two cents. I, I understand... NASCAR wanting to keep this open because money is huge. Yeah. If you make your rules to where money is less huge, yeah. then you don't have Anything to let the to you don't have to costs. keep the doors yeah. so open. Yeah. NASCAR was started with completely open doors. We are past that. Yeah. Well, what it was originally, you know, it was originally just show up, and if you were lucky, you had some local guy pay you a couple dollars to paint your the decal of his car shop on your hood or whatever. It's so different from what it was. It's a money sport. The teams that run up front run up front because of money. The teams that have the good drivers have the good drivers because of money. Yeah. Well. I mean, it is what it is. This is a rabbit hole we did not I, mean to go I know, through. but I, I'm just passionate about it. Yeah, I am too. I, I want, like me and you, we are the huge short track guys. I would love to pull, every time we pulled up to a short track, stands completely full, like 20 car fields for every division. I mean, that would be perfect, but you don't get that anymore. Even down there, it's expensive. Short track racing is extraordinarily expensive. Me and my dad talked about it. Most people, the the bodies for cars yeah. are exponentially more expensive than they used to be because you just have 40 late models at, I don't know, Tri-County or whatever. You can't afford to do that anymore. People can't afford to do that. And also, NASCAR, and as I think it's a big problem with America's culture and this sounds crazy but when nascar was in its heyday america was kind of in a car culture yeah we have lost the car culture in america yeah it's not there you know is 
my dad was talking about, you know, when you was a when you was a kid, is the day that you turned sixteen, you went and got your license. That don't happen no more. No, people don't care anymore. You know, it's people aren't dying to get in race cars and tune them up. And my grandpa used to drag race, <laughs> like all this stuff. Yeah, that doesn't happen anymore. No, it doesn't. Cars aren't cool anymore. No. Well, now that we've gone down that rabbit hole, continuing with the Xfinity Series race, awesome battle between Kyle Larson, King of the Cup Series last year, and Ty Gibbs. That was a respectful race from Ty. Yeah, I know. That could have went bad. <laughs> Sometimes it's like, wow, Ty raced somebody cleanly. He's, he's doing better. Yeah. He really like, is. Of course, I like Ty no matter how Ty races. If he races super aggressive, I'm still going to like him anyway. But it is kind of nice to have Ty win and not be number one enemy on Twitter, which is pretty nice. Yeah. That bird app hates Ty Gibbs. <laughs> Took me a second. <laughs> that bird app hates it. That bird app. It is kind of nice. And that was it. I mean, he ran a great race. Kept it clean. He wasn't involved in Noah Gregson's shenanigans. Just funny that he's also my other favorite driver. Yeah, that, in that the Xfinity is. Series. Both of my guys seem to get me in hot water every week. Yep, every single week. Saturday was awesome. Saturday was awesome. Sunday was a little less awesome. I'm going to have a take here in a minute. I think you're going to extraordinarily disagree with, but we'll go on it. All right, we'll go on. Road America, we had zero natural cautions. Not a one, which isn't a bad thing. That means nobody was goofing. Yeah. They made, I think I heard a stat that was like 30,000 turns at the, or no, 3,000 turns. I don't know why There's I said 30. 30,000, golly bum, could you imagine that? Yeah, I don't think that was it. But, Road America. And we had zero, we had zero wrecks. I mean, we're sitting here like, wow. But like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah, that's kind of almost, that's impressive. It's almost like these guys are professional race car drivers. It's almost like these guys are professional race car drivers. Isn't that weird? But Every now and then I get an inkling of thought that these guys actually might be might good at what, what they do. They might know what they're doing. Hey, yeah. you can't do that. That's not allowed. <laughs> Tyler Reddick and Chase Elliott battled for the win. They did. And that was, I mean, that was a good battle, too. It was. It was. And Tyler Reddick finally got around him, started pulling away. He pulled it. I mean, he didn't just stay in front of him. He left him. Yeah, he's gone. One of the things that entertained me a lot, though, was uh, Joey Logano, Bubba Wallace. That was pretty great. Joey Logano... Overdrove a corner, threw Bubba off the track. <laughs> Late didn't almost kill Kurt too. Yeah, and Kurt was in that area too. Later in the race, Bubba comes back, and the broadcast. Everyone thought, "Oh, Bubba just got him." Never touched nope. Logano. Intimidator. Intimidated Joey Logano. Joey Logano. I thought that was pretty good. That but was pretty good. Yeah. RSO picks. You did a good. I did a good one. Yeah, I did a good one. Almost the best one. Almost uh, one place off. So with Chase Elliott was your pick. You finished second place overall. I had Daniel Suarez, though. I was in fifth place, so you only gained three points on me. That is bullcrap. And um, I hate to break to you. You know how I said that you were only like 60-something points off like last week? Yeah, that's wrong. That's wrong. We, re- we redid the math. He's 98 points behind. I knew that was way too close. He knew it was way too close, but I was too lazy to do the math last week. You're welcome for that. We picked Chase Elliott, Daniel Suarez, second place and fifth place. You almost got that five-point bonus. I know. Almost. But, but I, I think it's worth it for Reddick to get his first win. I, w- I would have win-win either way. I mean, I'm going to be honest at this point, unless we make like the playoffs double points or something dumb. Yeah, it's it, it, it can't come back from this. 
hole I've dug myself in. Let's see. What race are we on? Well, that was race number 19. So we are actually only halfway plus one race. So we have 17 races left. You have to gain, you only have to gain like six or seven points a race, I think. Uh, that's quick <laughs> math on top of my head, and I, I mean, got it way wrong that's last. That's a lot. Yeah. I mean, because I'm, I mean. You're not going to win every my week. My picks are cursed. So Well, like, and you got to look at it. The uh, You have better drivers than I do. I think I do, honestly. I, I mean, mean, my only hope is to have a crazy playoff and yeah. just pick a winner every week. Yeah, because we do reset at playoffs. All our drivers that we've picked are reset. We can pick anyone again. That is true. And I, I mean, I'm going to have to pull some absolute magic if I have a hope of doing anything. And I'm just going to I'm gonna read some of these out just to kind of give you all an idea who we have left because we are very far in the season. I don't know everyone I've picked. But just to run through, right now, Turnpike has Kevin Harvick, Corey LaJoy. That'll be a good one for you. Mm. <laughs> Tyler Reddick. You still have him. Briscoe, Busher, Bell, Harrison Burton, Joey Logano, Bubba Wallace, Justin Haley, um, Todd Gillen, Cole Custer, Todd Dillon, Eric Jones, Kurt Busch, Cody Ware, that'll be a good one. Um, BJ McLeod. You've already picked AJ Allmendinger, so that 16 car, unless another driver goes in, you think can win it. Noah Gregson's going to DNF the field, baby. Yeah. My gosh. You never know. Yeah. I still have Austin Dillon, Kevin Harvick, Corey LaJoy, Tyler Reddick, Denny Hamlin, Chris Busher, Kyle Busch, Christopher Bell, Justin Haley. Um, Todd Gillen, Cole Custer, Eric Jones, Recky Spinhouse, Alex Bowman, and Cody Ware. So, we're actually, I don't necessarily think I have too big of an advantage over you. Because you got Harvick, you got Reddick, and Logano, Bubba. There's good drivers there. You still have Kurt Busch. You have good drivers left. Yep. I think I've got a few, I think I have fewer quote-unquote good drivers, but they're better yeah, like I've got yeah, Denny yeah. and I've got Kyle Busch and I've got. I I always pick them to have the worst week of the season. Like I picked Kyle Busch Auto Club spun out early was a set of tires down. I almost the whole race. I picked Denny Hamlin the week after he won. He finished like seven laps down. I'm I'm good, dude. You're doing great. I'm good. Now we've gotten through everything from this weekend, and I just want to touch on this. We we've went on our tangent last week oh, about it. I have another it. one waiting for a tangent. I have a tangent waiting in the wings. Wait, is it about this week? Yeah. What happened? Okay, so I think I'm I'm about to get called a big stupid fuddy duddy. But you know, everyone's been talking about how this might have been one of the worst races of the season because there was no passing, and it was long, and there was no cautions. And I think the definition of a good race depends on you know who's watching or whatever. So, in honesty, before we rate the race. What is your what was your honest opinions of the race? It was fine. It was fine. It was there. It happened. There's some stuff to kind of keep you into it as it happened, but wasn't great. Okay. So here is my thought. And of course this this is gonna be very subjective, but I kind of enjoy every once in a while when there is one or two cars that are simply ridiculously dominant. No, yeah, absolutely. And I think this season especially, it is I I thoroughly enjoyed watching Chase Elliott pull out to like a 4 second lead in a couple laps. Because the difference, the skill gap 
is amplified on road courses. And like that's that's just that's just how it is. The skill gap is amplified on road courses. Yeah. You know why he got a four second lead? It's because he was four seconds better than whoever was in in second. No, yeah, absolutely. And I think especially this year, where the cars have been closer than forever, no one's been able to build any stupid big leads at any track. To see Chase Elliott in the beginning stages of this race being able to do that is extraordinarily impressive. Yeah, it's awesome. And I think sometimes you see to sit back and be like, man. That guy led like if he had won every if he had won the race, it's like man, that guy won every lap and he won by like four seconds. What a boring race! It's like, dude, part of me is like that guy led almost every lap and was ahead by like four. Like we don't recognize dominance. No, no, the way that absolutely. I think we should. You know, it's like when Truex won the Coke Six Hundred and he led like the record number of laps. It's and like, that man, was that before race the stupid stinks. packages. It's like, oh man, this race stinks. It's like, dude, you just saw one of the most brilliant displays of dominance you have ever seen in your life. Yeah. And he should win that race. Well, see, he was still in the 78 at the time, right? Yeah. Yeah. He should win that race. And one thing that I like about open wheel and road course racing, of course, this doesn't always happen, but usually the cream will rise to the top and win that race. Yeah. There isn't fluky winners. Now, sometimes there is. I think of Monza 2020, DNFs, crazy penalties, Lewis Hamilton pitting when the pit road was closed, all that stuff, made a fluky winner. And that's what makes those races so memorable is the best car didn't win. Yeah. Because the best car almost wins every single week. Best car-driver combo. So I think instead of being super down on a race where this kind of happens, I think we need to be a little bit more appreciative of like, dude, what we just saw was brutal domination. No, you need those every now and then. It's like watching a football team put up 60 in the first half. Well, I mean, you think about it. Jimmy Johnson from 2006 to 2010. That was his five in a row. For those of y'all listening, I totally just had to count that on him and make sure I did those years right. But you had those years of absolute dominance. And while at the time, a lot of people started hating Jimmy Johnson because he was just dominating anything. Nicest guy in the world, by the way. Yeah, he's a good guy. Now, what do we think about that? We look back on it more fondly than we did at the time. Absolutely. Because we are seeing something amazing. While you're in the moment, you're going to be like, man, I'd love to see two guys wrecking each other for first on lap 17. But when you look back on it, you go, holy crap, Jimmy Johnson just put a show on, didn't let oh, anyone yeah. get near him. Oh, yeah. Na- racing, and specifically stock car racing, I-, I know this is everywhere. You hear all the stories about what can you do to get your car better than everyone else's. How can you yeah. find that advantage? They found an advantage. And what's even more impressive is that Reddick's team figured out something better. Yeah. So he had a more dominant car than the dominant car. And I just think it's beautiful. Of course, it can get old. Now, if this happened every single week, I'm sure people would get bored. You know. Absolutely. It's like I think of the 2020 Formula One season, the, the year I got into it. So you start off race one, you have Botas winning. Yeah. Whatever. And then this is the re- – I'm going to read the whole rest of the winners in order. Okay. Hamilton, 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 Verstappen, Hamilton, Hamilton, Gasly, Hamilton, Bottas, Hamilton, 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 Perez, Verstappen. I mean, that. I mean, that's dominance. And at the time, it was like, dude, I cannot believe that this guy wins every race every week. And now it's like, dude, that guy won almost every race. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's completely different. It's a completely different mindset. Well, it's because at the time, you always want to see close competition. Of course. But from a distance, you're willing to appreciate what the heck were they doing to make that car so good? Yeah. I they mean, are geniuses, and that is what racing if is. If you 
build a car that is two seconds faster than the next quickest car, you deserve to win every race. Well, like, yeah, I mean, absolutely. that's how racing works. Absolutely. You know, and that's what's kind of different about oval racing is, you know, you have drafting and all this other stuff and all this strategy and stuff that can overcome having a bad car. Yeah. Not the fastest car. But also that means that the best car doesn't always win. So give and take. And, you know, I, I like both. I think it's kind of cool that you give more chances to people in oval racing. But then road course racing is, you know, you can lose two tenths on a single corner. And if you do that every corner. That adds up. You know, I think you can build safe leads in yeah. road courses. But that's just my tangent of I think that people should be a little bit more admiring of crazy dominance like what we saw that Reddick and Elliot had. No, yeah, I totally, totally agree with that because it's one of those things in racing while it is a show, we the sport's able to run because people watch and people enjoy watching it. You also have to look at it from the inside and go, these cars are so policed. Yeah. And you found something to separate yourself. Great job. Yep. That's awesome. Yep. And I think that's also a, that's also kind of a rule difference between Formula One and NASCAR as well. Is Formula One? It's more of rules for the season. They don't really change. Yeah. If you find a loophole, I mean, you've got it. Yeah, exactly. Now, if there has been some instances where that hasn't happened. A good instance is Braun GP 2009. They did a split diffuser, and it yeah. gave them a massive advantage. They won the championship, their first year of existence. Stuff like that happens. But then it's like, man, well, nobody can catch up. And it's like, well, that's things. But then also you have some moments in NASCAR. The, the moment that keeps bringing back up to me in NASCAR is the T-Rex car. That car was ridiculous. And NASCAR told him not to bring it back. And in my eyes, what would have been really fair is being like, all right, you figured something out. Everybody else has got to catch up. You know, NASCAR cuts off the the top. It's, you're too good. We got we to gotta bring you back down. You know, and I, I just don't appreciate that. T-Rex, the T-Rex car should have been the standard car moving forward. But instead they said, nope, never bring it back. I can understand that thought process. I see it kind of going both ways because yeah, I, yeah, yeah. There's there's arguments for both. I don't know because I there's there yeah there's arguments for both and I, just I, think I don't NASCAR kills innovation. That's kind of they special, they don't necessarily always want it. innovation. How does that sound? <laughs> say that again. They want to race. They don't want to innovate. Say what you said again. They don't want innovation. They do not want to innovate. Sure. That is absurd. I don't have a problem with it. Because here's the don't. thing. You're here's a, the you're thing. A, you're a boomer fuddy-duddy that doesn't look, enjoy Look, the, the, the reason these teams do this is not because oh, we found a new technology and we're going to put it on there. you're there to win. It's because you're trying to get around the officials. You're trying to get something to give you an advantage to win that race. Okay. But if they officials find that you are l- finding a loophole, then they have every right to close it. They do not. They that, do. If, if I find a loophole in the rules, that should be legal from that point. No, now, uh, now because then they can change on, the rules. You can change it, yeah. Later, that's yeah. Fine. On Monday, at the end of the season, you fix that. No, loophole. on Monday. Oh, I just, I just, I mean, if 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 that's it, sure. But there's been some races where they've decided, well, you can't do that. That's bullcrap. If you, if there is not a written rule against it before we do it, it should be legal. If you can hide it from yeah. the officials, that's how you get it to stay. I guess. If you do something that's going to be obvious, if it's not in the rule book, they let you race it that day. And then they put it in the rule book. They have every right to change their rule book. You got an advantage that's not allowed. Yes. That's you the innovated. battle. That is the lifelong battle between officials and race teams. That's Working been that way since. Other. I know. That's yeah. the point. 
That doesn't that doesn't promote innovation, which I said you said they don't. It want It does promote hidden innovation, which is even better stories. I would Hence, much. Darryl I would Walt. much rather an innovation be open and public. So if I come with a car that's two seconds faster, and you're like, "Hey, that's what he did." You know what you should do next week? The exact same thing. I would rather that's have a how, funny story twenty years later, goes. like Daryl Waltrip's lead shot hole if in the I jack. If I build an innovation, you need to take it and adapt it and make it so that you have the same thing, and then you're going to figure out something, and then I'm going to have it, and then both of our cars are now two seconds faster than they and were. And then you have a bunch of the Twisted Sisters out there. Sure. Go for it. If, if, it, makes you, if it makes you run better. I would rather have a uniformed rule book if you can get something by us, you got it by us. I'd rather have the a second s- we find it. I'd rather it. have laxed rules or spec series. Personally, I want everybody to be able to m- make their car as good as they can, or I want everyone to have the exact same car. I want everybody to make their car, but I still want it pretty tight on the rules. I, mean, I guess I mean they're pretty tight right now, though. I know that's what I'm L- saying, and that's fine. That's that's yeah. good. The, well, that and that's because they're what, moving towards spec. Yeah, well, what they we're they ultimately about, are going to a s- complete spec series down the road. Eventually, it's just happening. Um, yeah. Whether it's good or bad, that's not my place to say. That's the direction they're moving, and when you're a spec series, that means you don't innovate. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You do not make anything. You do not do anything. If you are found doing something, you are literally circumventing the purpose of this series. You look at there's ways in spec series. Even in spec series, you still have dominant people. You know, it's Formula 2 is a spec series. The people that, if, okay, let's say me and you are in a spec series. We'll say F2. I'm a driver, you're a driver. And I can pay better people to come work on my car. I'm going to get more out of my engine every single time. And that's just the nature of having a spec series. No, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, you could put the exact same car in, the exact same engine in Ryan Sieg's car and Riley Herbst's car. But, those SHR guys are going to know how to get more out of that. Sieg Family Racing. It's the same way in F1. Mercedes supplies engines to Williams. Williams is a back-of-the-pack team. Mercedes is a top front runner. They know how to get more out of the engine than they do. Yeah. It's just kind of how it goes. Yeah, let's rate the race real quick. Turnpike, give us a rating for Road America on July 4th weekend. Okay. Uh, I think we determined that coverage does go into it. I liked the coverage. I thought... The, NBC's the, just better. The camera work that they had was, it was better, you know. Of course, with a road course, it does allow itself for more creative cameras and more, you know, diversity of, of angles. Yeah. So, I enjoyed that. And like I said, a lot of people didn't like it because there was no cautions and there was a dominant car. I liked it because there was no cautions and there was a dominant car. <laughs> because yeah. that he got to protect that lead. If there's cautions taking away your lead all the time, that's whatever. Of course, you can continue to build that lead after every caution. That's insane. Um, but I've thoroughly enjoyed this race. I'm probably, because I think I would have liked to have seen a little bit more passing in the midfield than we saw, and a little bit, you know, people figuring out their cars. Chase Elliott and Tyler Reddick were the only people that got their car figured out at all. Yeah. So I'm going to go, I am think I'm going to go with, I'm probably just going to solid 80. Just give it a B. Just straight on the board. I liked it. I know that there were some things about it I didn't like as much. Um, I love the track. Of course, people are now like, oh, this track stinks. It's like, no, the track is not the problem. It's a great track. It is. Drivers love that track. It is a driver's track. And you notice that probably two of the best 
road course racers were running one two, and in the Xfinity series, the best road course racers were running one two. Yeah, it's a it's a track that rewards talent, and I I like it, so I'm giving it an eighty. I give it a sixty five. Okay, just slightly above average to me. Slightly above average. Yep. Probably think more of it later when I notice the kind of like what we said the dominance there. But yeah, well, I mean, I I just think that that's a perspective that not a lot of people look at. No, yeah, absolutely. That I do from watching open wheel. Is holy crap that dude's pulling away, instead of oh crap that guy's pulling away. This is gonna suck. It's dude that guy is on it. If you pull up with a rocket ship and you win by three minutes, that's even more impressive. That is. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you got that thing through tech. (laughs) I don't know how. I mean, (laughs) this weekend we are going to another super speedway. I am sad. Yay, Atlanta Motor Speedway. As, as far as I like super speedways, but as far as super speedways go, this is my least favorite one. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. It's it's like a it just feels so narrow for a super speedway. Yeah, it is. It's too narrow. It's it's like well, you can't pass because there's not enough room to. I don't. These I don't passes. I don't like this. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. Uh, now, of course, maybe with the drivers having a race under their belt at this speedway, maybe we'll have a little bit better action. And it's gonna be hot. It will be hot. So yeah, it's going it to be day, slick. Aren't they? Yep, it's going to be Genius. slick. That could help. They may have to lift. A super speedway package with lifting isn't good either because we had that for two years at Mile and a Half. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. We'll see what happens. Maybe, maybe it'll be better than I think. It's had one race under its belt. Going for the second. RSO picks. Oh wait, you're first. I'm first. What on I earth? Won. I won. Sorry, this doesn't usually happen. I usually don't have to be ready yet. Um, Okay. Um, We're at... You know what? I'm going to go with a weird one. Okay, do it. I will. I'm going to go with Core of the Joy. Okay. Okay. I have a 98-point lead. It's a super speedway. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's. I mean, he's a, he's proved to be a pretty decent super speedway guy. Yeah, he's the one that almost killed Ryan Newman. Yeah, so he he's did. up yeah, there in the pack. There. He was up in third. Yeah, yeah so. <laughs> Gosh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. I think I am going to take... You know what? Give me Justin Haley. Heard. Give me Justin Haley. Colic, baby. Call it, call it. I don't think he has a chance to win this race, but boy, howdy, I'd, I'd love it. Why on earth did you pick him, though? Because I like Justin Haley. Heard. While the Cup Series will be having a terrible race at Atlanta Motor Speedway, that's my guess. I don't know how you feel about it. I mean, I don't know. I, ca- I can't make a prediction on it. There are a lot of other series racing. Well, we'd had, we had a few this last weekend, so. Yeah. Going, we got uh, this w- Friday at um, Mid-Ohio Arca Series. Boy, howdy. Boy, howdy. Hey, you sure got... that will be a fantastic race. That will not be a clown show at all. I don't think it'll be a clown show. Arca does not need to be on road courses. They can't even drive they in a circle. Even, they can't even drive in a circle. Yeah. Wheel and Modifieds will be at Wall Stadium Speedway. You got the Cars Tour at Wake County. Camper World Truck Series at Mid-Ohio. And then obviously, you, then obviously you have the Cup Series at Atlanta. So... 
go check out those tracks. If you are near Wake County, if you're near Wall Stadium, go check out that local short track racing. That is the best racing in this country. Yeah, but, well, it's either short track races are hot or cold. You know, it usually depends on who shows up and the amount of cars that show up. Well, um, if you got a, like, what, who was that? I like a bad short track race. What was that race that was like, there was like 40 late models? I forget where that was at. It was like over the weekend or something. And it was awesome. They had like a wrecking across the finish line finish. Oh, yeah, at uh, South Boston, the South Boston 200. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah, I mean, you never know where these are going to go. Yeah. So, you You need to go check these out. I'm wanting to go to a modified race sometime soon. I think we're going to be able to go to some pretty local here in the next couple months. Yeah. Modifieds are so cool looking. I've been driving them so much on iRacing recently that it. Yeah. It's so much fun. All we can hope for is another great weekend of racing like we had last weekend. Absolutely. I mentioned this to you earlier. On Sunday, we had Carlos Sainz win the the F1 race. That was his first career win. Yeah. We had Scott McLaughlin win the IndyCar race. McLaughlin. That was his second career win. And then we had Red Dog win Cup Series. That was his first. Yeah. So the, the winningest driver on Sunday had two wins. That's crazy. That was his second win. That's crazy. <laughs> Going into that, the winningest driver had one win. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. It's uh, Man, it's awesome. IndyCar has been putting on good stuff, too, this season. They're yeah. on NBC, too. Do you know that uh, IndyCar has more races on NBC than NASCAR does this season? Most NASCAR races are on USA Network. Oh, I don't like that. Yep, they have it. Uh, they have the advantage, currently. Why on earth did they do that? Uh, well, I know Sunday they had IndyCar was on NBC, and then IMSA was on NBC later while uh, NASCAR was on USA Network. Are they trying to draw people to USA? I don't know. That might be it. They're like, well, maybe we'll get more viewers for this if we put if the you biggest put series on the second network. That way you draw IMSA, people there and then you drop it. Motorsports in general on NBC. Yeah, IMSA was on main NBC while NASCAR was on USA Network. So that should up viewership overall. I see. I see what That's you did debatable. there. Well, it didn't. It doesn't seem to have worked because numbers <laughs> were pretty bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We didn't go over ratings. Um, they had like two million people watching the Cup Series this it's week. Like a million less than last year. Yeah. So I think it was one point nine. Is what you uh, said. Yes. So nine. I'm the, not too concerned. One of the first races, if not the, I think it's the first race on USA. So it'll take a little while for everyone to. Kind of go, yeah, if NBC has the event and it's not NBC, it's on USA. Because they had NBC Sports up until last year. Here's the ratings for Sunday. Uh, NASCAR was at number one, and this is just in America, 1.15 rating, 1.930 million viewers on USA. Yeah. Uh, Number two was Formula One on ESPN2 with a 0.64 rating, 1.239 million viewers. Yeah. And third was IndyCar on main NBC with a 0.57, 877,000 viewers. Yeah. F1 had the most viewers in the 18 to 49 category. Yeah, well, that's with expected. With half of the viewers. That's expected. Yeah. I'm not surprised. USA is a new thing for NASCAR right now, and people just got to know where it's at. Yeah, I mean, so, that's true. I mean, you don't know it's there. I never watch USA Network. And I think, I could be wrong. No, actually, I think they have more households than NBC Sports did. I can't remember. Never mind. I don't know how cable works. I uh, won't put that in there. I do have a slight grievance, I want to say, on here okay i was so happy last week when i looked in my peacock subscription because i do have peacock i watch the office like nobody's business consumerism and no other 
TV show. Just The Office. I'm a little weird that way. Well, maybe one day you'll watch a good TV show. Yeah, maybe. But last week I went to, I just opened um, Peacock, and the Cup Series race at Nashville was actually in there. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Every week that I'm not able to see the race, because we, we do a lot of work at our church, and I do during the evening when the races are going on, I can just hop on Peacock and watch. And it was not there, and it's still not there. They're only doing like five races on Peacock. And now, I mean, there's ways to get to it, but that would be so convenient. Peacock should just have it. Even if you don't want to do it live, if you want to force people to get cable to watch it live, that's fine. Just put the replay on Peacock. It's going to be on YouTube a couple days later. It's just past the time it's useful to me. Just put it on Peacock. I'm paying for it. Let me let me watch it. That's my little mini tangent. Tangent. Yeah, we went on several of those today. Is that going to be it for us? I think it will be. We hope you had a happy 4th of July. Absolutely. We hope you have all your appendages still. We uh before the <laughs> before we started recording, we uh watched some uh firework disasters. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> There's it was one. A good um, just saying, do not put a tub full of fireworks behind your vehicle. Yeah, that was stupid. There was know, a firework I, it's, that it's exploded, if y'all want to go look and it, it like but. busted, and one of the flames got to the box of fireworks, set all the fireworks off, the gas tank to the car exploded. It was a whole thing. That's uh, imagine explaining that to your insurance. That's worst case scenario. Insurance, you did what? Your insurance company was probably gonna hunt you down after that yeah that that's a little spicy we hope you had a safe fourth of july we hope your house is still intact we hope your car is still intact we hope your arm is still intact yeah but how many people you think lost fingers probably need more than two hands to count them yeah so well they they can't so yeah they can't count anyway so we hope y'all have a great rest of your week this has been right sides only be sure to follow us on twitter at right sides pod Follow me at RSO underscore green. Me at turnpike underscore. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, just right sides only. Just right sides only. Just right sides only. It's not anything Not special. just. Not, yeah, just. Just is not I mean, in there. No, not, no just. At just right sides only. Right sides only. That's it. At right sides only. At right sides only. Yes. That'd be A-T-R-I-G-H-T. It. Yes. <laughs> we need to be more active on there. Uh, yeah, we do. <laughs> we posted once like. A while ago and another yep. time a long while ago. <laughs> yep. We'll uh, get to it. So. Yeah. <laughs> we hope you have a great rest of your week. This has been Right Sides Only, where if you ain't right, you get left. Boogity, 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 boogity. Amen! Hey!